Welcome to Talking Business Now. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. In all my years interviewing entrepreneurs, I've learned that they come in all shapes and sizes with different backgrounds and with a variety of reasons for starting their businesses. Our guest today, Jeff Green, was a teacher and an elementary school principal for 16 years. In fact, he thought he would eventually retire as a school superintendent. But after the Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings, Jeff, a father of three, wanted to find a better way to protect his own children and the children and staff under his watch. So he took action. Jeff worked with law enforcement and threat assessment experts at the local, state, and national level to determine what elements needed to be addressed to survive an active shooter. Jeff learned that according to the FBI, past shooting incidents show that the vast majority of casualties occur within just three minutes. The U.S. average police response time? 11 minutes, with just over five for metropolitan areas. The average 911 call itself takes 75 seconds from dialing to providing dispatch with enough information. Here's Jeff on how he decided to be more proactive. Uh, I was a principal during the time of the Sandy Hook shooting. Uh, I'm also a father of three, and after that, I realized that my building wasn't any better protected than Sandy Hook's and shared a lot of similarities and um, characteristics. Uh, and so just really... I uh, never started out as a business, just a, a dad and a principal trying to figure out a better way to protect uh, my students, my staff, and my own children. And uh, had a lot of uh, family and, and friends and, and actually parents that I uh, from worked with their children that were in law enforcement and just really sat down with them and say, hey, what do we need to do? What is going to make a difference? How can we get proactive? And that's how Safe Defend was born. And over the last six years, Jeff has worked to develop Safe Defend into a national leader on active shooter response and training. business now with Jeff Green, the president of Safe Defend. Jeff, a former school principal, was inspired to start his company in the wake of so many school shootings. Jeff's here to talk with us today about the circumstances that led to the launch of Safe Defend and building a company that survives in a sensitive subject market. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Glad to be here. You, as a school principal, were experiencing uh, having to figure out how to protect your students. So talk to us about that journey. Talk to us about what was happening as a school principal, what you were seeing, and why you finally said, I've got to do something about this. One of the things we'd become very good at uh, was really reducing uh, tragedies in schools from fire, weather-related, et cetera. We became very proactive. Uh, you know, From the fire perspective, we had fire pull stations, the way we build our buildings are, are very fireproof, um, notification to the fire department, and we haven't had a serious injury or death from a fire since 1958 in a school. So, you know, taking that proactive approach really made a difference. We were not uh, taking a proactive approach in the active shooter uh, environment uh, that you know, our students are facing today, um, and that's their biggest threat. So, uh, I was a principal during the time of the Sandy Hook shooting. Uh, I'm also a father of three, and 
after that realized that my building wasn't any better protected than Sandy Hooks and shared a lot of similarities um, and characteristics. Um, so just really uh, never started out as a business, just a, a dad and a principal trying to figure out a better way to protect uh, my students, my staff, and my own children. And uh, had a lot of uh, family and, and friends and, and actually parents that I uh, from worked with their children that were in law enforcement and just really sat down with them and say, hey, what do we need to do? What is going to make a difference? How can we get proactive? And that's how Safe Defend was born. And you did not have any background in systems like this or engineering or uh, kind of technical background. You just saw this need and you started talking with the experts in the field and, and then this particular product system came about. Yeah, so the initial iteration of uh, Safe Defend was very, uh, very basic. It, it really was uh, addressing the need that law enforcement going to get there quick enough so how can we keep students and staff alive till they get there mm. and it really started out as a, a box that uh, only teachers could access that would have a variety of items inside to help them manage that crisis moment um, and, and hopefully be able to, to protect them until the good guys got there uh, as a company um, really began to, to grow and, and develop we, we realized some technologies existed um, in, as uh, in place in other platforms that would uh, could be repurposed for for our needs, and we ended up finding out that we could uh, create some notification, uh, get some uh, re- the ability to really reduce law enforcement's response time, get that notification out to everybody in the building so they had real time information to manage this crisis. So, what started out as a a very basic solution, grown into this really comprehensive and robust uh, notification response um, crisis management system that we are today. Mm-hmm. From the time you decided that you were going to proactively do something about the situation, how long did it take to launch? So uh, I was still a principal when I, I started the development of this and really had no intention of uh, doing anything but retiring as a potentially a superintendent and, and from a school district. And uh, so the company was formed um, in 2013 in February. Um, but I got close to uh, late spring that year, realized that the there really was a need for this and uh, ended up walking uh, away at the end of my contract that year and went full-time into safe defend. Uh, as far as really uh, gaining any traction, that took that took three to four years really of, of some very hard selling, marketing, education, uh, and uh, really didn't start to see the success of the company um, until about the last three years. Let's talk about that, because there have been a number of solutions that have been proposed, implemented. Uh, many of them did not work as as uh, they were marketed, and, and some of them just never got off the ground to begin with. So how has Safe Defend survived? So we approach this quite a bit differently. Um, some of the, the prevailing thoughts were we could just lock the problem out. Uh, we spent a lot of money on access control, mm-hmm. um, even camera systems. And uh, they do have a role in safety, but not when it comes to an active shooter situation or a, a violent situation in the school. The problem we have is that that situation is already on, inside the building. And so we've seen many companies come and go from apps to ways to lock doors, gosh, you name it, there's something out there, training, a lot of uh, training options that exist out there. Um, And most of those have not survived a year or two um, because they really didn't address the problem. And that that problem is 
Uh, staff need to be empowered to manage this crisis. We've got to reduce law enforcement response time, and we've got to, to be willing to take a look at the fact that the bad guy's already inside. So what do we do once they're inside? And that's what Safe Defend really did better than anybody else. And six and a half years later, we're, we're still going. Obviously, schools are your customers, but are you seeing application to other institutions as well? Absolutely. The same issues apply, uh, whether it's a work, uh, workplace violence uh, situation or whether it's an active shooter in a school. Uh, it tends to be somebody that knows how to access the building. It tends to be somebody that's probably supposed to be there. Uh, and uh, they're going to get past whatever exterior security you have. So we're actually in place in hospitals, uh, city government offices, uh, a lot of manufacturing facilities, financial institutions, um, pretty much if they've got nonprofits, if mm-hmm. they've got customers or employees, um, we probably are in that space somewhere. You've talked about how this started basically in a box. This is what a teacher needs in a classroom where there's an active shooter. And, and this is what these are some things that you can use to survive until the good guys, as you put it, until the police law enforcement gets there. And then it morphed. So take us through the system to the degree that you can, knowing that this is sensitive and you don't want to give away everything. But for parents out there, for some of the um, institutions that you just described who might be looking for a solution like this, talk to us about some of the ways uh, this works. We're now in a position where we have a a network-based system, um, server-based, allows multiple ways to identify the exact location within a building where a crisis is taking place, either where our box is located and activated or where we actually now have what we call activation modules, which are similar to fire pull stations, um, but they also have the ability to only be activated by an authorized user. Uh, and so that's a, what, another thing that makes our system unique is uh, only staff or those authorized in the system can actually activate the system with their fingerprint. Uh, students can't set the system off. You don't have false alarms. Uh, you don't have people maliciously trying to uh, create a, a dangerous situation. So um, through that system, we were able to, um, all through a network-based system, uh, create a 911 call through a call center that goes directly to their 911 dispatch locally. Uh, in addition, within seconds, a text and email alert is sent out to everyone in that crisis moment uh, everybody that would potentially need to know about that crisis moment, including law enforcement. And you know, that's the main feature that really reduces law enforcement response time. We putting uh, Us putting them on that text and email alert, they're able to get on the radio within seconds, start rallying resources. They know exactly where they need to go within that building, um, exactly what kind of situation they're facing. And we're able to get them on site much more quickly. So uh, the technology... Um, is is all you know, network based based on pathways we've created uh, to bring this this system into a, a comprehensive approach um, with that notification with the response options and then the training that we include you know we, we say we can't promise that nothing bad will happen by putting our system in but we absolutely can mitigate the damage that can be done you would think that given the public sentiment about school shootings, uh, the outcry for something to be done, that your product would be flying off the shelves, so to speak. But you have had, as a startup, a new concept to market, you have had uh, your share of challenges in 
getting people to produce this? Like you said, you finally got some traction just in the last few years. Uh, talk to us about that. What did you have to do in order to convince people to give Safe Defend look? So uh, it took a lot of education. It took a, a lot of education for law enforcement. It took a lot of education for schools and businesses. Uh, we really threw a lot of money out uh, trying to lock the problem out like we talked about uh, a little bit ago. Uh, you know, really felt that that was going to provide a level of safety if we kept making our buildings harder to get into, more control over who was coming into our building. That would provide the level of safety we needed. Uh, the problem was uh, the bad guy is somebody who's supposed to be on, uh, in yes. that building. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we weren't addressing the, the, the true problem. Uh, law enforcement went through a shift, and, and we spent a lot of time working with a lot of law enforcement at the local, state, and uh, national level, and you know, we really started to getting them to see that they aren't going to get there in time. Uh, they just as fast and as as much as they want to be there um, as quickly as possible. Yeah, the active shooter has a jump on them. <laughs> There's no question. It has a jump, and it doesn't take a lot, right. much for a lot of damage to be done. Right. And you still have to get the word out to law enforcement, and you still have to get them on site, and then you have to get them in the building. And that's minutes that we just don't have. And once we, we started seeing that shift in law enforcement saying, you know what, you're right, we're not going to get there in time. What can we do to reduce um, the ability to notify us and, and, and get us where we need to be. Um, once we started having schools move away from trying to lock the problem out, uh, we call that perceived safety versus actual safety. It gives us a feel good that, okay, we have to be buzzed into our kids' school. Um, you know, then they're checking our IDs or whatever the case may be. But uh, that doesn't do any good if it's a student that's mm-hmm. about ready to stand up in the classroom because they've, they've walked into that building. So it's taken a lot of education I honestly, when I started this company, I walked away from a pretty good job and thought, okay, people start writing checks. This makes a lot of sense, and um, this shouldn't be hard at all. Well, <laughs> it was probably a good thing I didn't know what I didn't know. So uh, um, I had to educate myself on how to, to stay alive and, and manage this process and keep this company mm-hmm. going, and at the same time, um, really changing the mindset of, of of schools and law enforcement and business owners to say, hey, you're not going to be able to keep the person out. Uh, and it's also in a typically in a competing funds environment, which you know there's not unlimited funds in, in schools, especially. And uh, so to get them to prioritize us when we're brand new, getting somebody to take a chance on us that uh, that t- that took some time. As we wind up here, what are your thoughts on how we're going to address this problem long term? Obviously, you have a solution, and you are not trying to address you know, the fundamental problem of why does somebody come into a school or a business and start shooting? You just can't get into the minds of those people. But in terms of protecting against it, do you think that the solution is going, the future and the innovation is going to continue to come from the private sector? Entrepreneurs like you, do you think it's going to eventually be government driven, law enforcement driven? What are your thoughts on that? I think the the private sector will be the the biggest um, catalyst to, to keep enforcing change. The one thing we know, uh, without a doubt, is that this requires layers um, to be able to protect our students Mm -hmm. in the the school environment or to be able to protect our employees. We do need that mental health layer. We do need the ability to address problems before they become bigger problems in a school or in in, in a business. Um, So that is one layer. We do need to be able to to control who comes into our schools and who comes into our buildings. That's another layer. Uh, But we also need to be able to, to manage a crisis once it's already inside. So... 
you know, really, it, it, it's going to take a layered approach. Um, if you look at fire protection, it's multi-layered, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. from even the glue they use in the carpet is fire retardant and to the walls that they uh, the sheetrock, you know, spend a lot of money on the fire suppression system. So it, it's multi-layered. And we have to take that same approach here. Uh, moving forward in the future, uh, you know, there isn't one perfect solution. You know, Safe Defend is very comprehensive, but it you, you need other layers within uh, your, your facility to be able to really, truly protect um, and we're just we're just one of those layers. Jeff, you're doing great work. I applaud you for trying to present a solution to something that I know worries a lot of parents as they send their kids off to school each day. So thanks for being on the show. Best of luck to you. And if there is a website that people could go to to find out more about what you do and about Safe Defend, where would that be? It'd be www.safedefend. dot com. S a f e d e f e n d. dot com. So. Yeah, we'd love to have a conversation with anybody that's interested in learning more. SafeDefend.com. Thank you again, Jeff. Thank you. And we appreciate the support of our sponsor, Bank Solutions. If you would like to suggest topics or guests for Talking Business Now, please visit my website at InterroBangSolutions.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-R-O-B-A-N-G Solutions.com. InterroBangSolutions.com. Thanks again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.